Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Evolve.ag podcast. My guest today is Valeria Alvarez, the founder of Peel SoftServe. Peel SoftServe is a Miami-based frozen treat company that makes vegan soft serve out of coconut milk and rescued fruits like bananas and other tropical treasures that are too ripe to be sold at the grocery store. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, Valeria. Can you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your background? Of course. Thanks to you, Wendy, for having me today. Um, Valeria, and I am the founder of Peel Soft Serve. I currently reside here in Miami, Florida, where I've lived for a majority of my life, but originally I'm from Colombia and South America. I grew up having many interests, which I still do, and I've been lucky enough to explore them. I've worked in tech, I've worked in education, and recently food and sustainability, where for the last couple of years, I've built a concept around repurposing fruit into really creamy soft serve. That's really exciting. And do you want to talk a little bit more about what is Peel Soft Serve? Yeah, absolutely. So Peel is a vegan soft serve company here in Miami, Florida that uses two ingredients. We use 100% rescued bananas and coconut milk. That basically means that there's no added sugar in our products since bananas act as natural sweeteners already. And we use the same base in our bowls. And we also have a number of toppings to choose from. Everything from like fresh mangoes, pineapples, strawberries, house granola. We do have a house peanut butter. And we try to locally source our honey from Homestead. Also, if the fruit's in season, then we'll definitely add that as our options for the week. That sounds delicious. What inspired you to start Peel Soft Serve? Throughout my early 20s, I was traveling all over the world and I consider myself a pretty healthy person. You know, I enjoy waking up early and eating healthy. So back in 2016, I took a trip to Indonesia where I became really inspired by the culture around healthy food and sustainable eating. Everything was grown locally, made fresh. Everything was really organic. And it really reminded me a lot of when I was growing up in Colombia, where there were, you know, vendors selling ripe mangoes in these small bags with like salt and lime after school, which were so delicious. So when I came back to Miami after this trip, I couldn't really quite find that same experience. And I decided to create something similar. So that's basically where I began my research on doing a very similar concept that I had seen in other places of the world. And that's where Peel began. That's really cool. Can you tell me your philosophy around food waste, since it sounds like most of the fruit that you guys are using is really upcycling with stuff that couldn't be sold otherwise at the grocery store? Yeah. So, you know, food waste is such a big subject and I'm no expert in the field, but, you know, I do believe that we as individuals can transform the way we incorporate food in our everyday lives by either bettering our habits and obviously having this continuous education and really learning about the effects that food waste has on us and on our planet. You know, there are over 800 million people who are chronically undernourished and close to 100 million children under the age of five who are underweight currently. Yet we produce enough food to feed over 10 billion people a year. So you see the food is there, but the issue relies on how to properly distribute it. So to do our part, we have to set examples for others and transform the way we think about food in our everyday lives, basically. Simple tasks like planning your grocery list ahead so you don't have to purchase more than what is needed. Also making sure you serve smaller amounts of food on your plate every day really helps. And then also buying perfectly edible but not perfectly looking foods are also other ways that we as individuals can reduce food waste. When you go to source the fruits that you use for peel, are there certain standards that must be met in order for you to be able to use them? You know, ever since we started peel, we've been, you know, very fortunate that we've gotten to know a lot of vendors here locally in South Florida. As long as the fruit that we get 
every week is perfectly edible and not rotten, we'll buy it. You know, the browner the better. As you know, the browner the banana gets, the more sweetener it basically has. So we're not really picky as to the kind of food that we bring, just as long as it's edible and not rotten. That sounds great. Yeah, the browner it gets, the sweeter it gets. Everybody listening, definitely be saving those brown bananas that you have at home. And, you know, you can always use them as smoothie or something like that. I'm curious about what that process actually looks like. Like when you go to source the bananas, are there a lot of other fruits and vegetables there? What does that whole kind of behind the scenes production process look like of sourcing the bananas? Yeah, so let me give you a little bit of like history on bananas. Um, bananas are one of the most important crops in the world. They're actually number one consumed fruit in the world, but they're also the number one wasted fruit in the world. They contain a lot of vitamin C, a lot of vitamin B, potassium, and other minerals that are really beneficial to our health. And they also provide around 400 million people in the world, in some of the poorest places, up to one quarter of their daily calories. So, you know, as you can tell, like they're, you know, everybody basically eats them. They're also, you know, however, extremely perishable. On average, they may take about, think about two or three weeks from the moment they are cut down from the farms to the moment they get to the consumer. So it's during this process that supply chain can get really troublesome. They usually go through this four-step process, and by the time they get to the retailer, sometimes they're too ripe and cannot be sold. So what we do is when we go to these food markets, these markets already have basically a split on which bananas can be sold to the retailers and which cannot. So if one of those purchases that cannot be sold to the retailers because they're too ripe, because then they go to waste, those are the ones that we usually take. So we usually take the ones that will never go to the suppliers, but if nobody else buys them, then they'll get thrown out, but they're perfectly edible. So those are the ones that we choose. And do these folks charge you for taking the bananas? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they bought them at a specific price and if, you know, because of demand, if some people don't need the bananas or they're too ripe to be taken to the stores, they're losing their own money. So we obviously pay them to purchase these, what they're called secondhand bananas. And about how much food waste are you upcycling every week and turning into Peel Soft Serve? Yeah, so we opened permanently on the weekends back in July 2020. And during the six months between July and December, we upcycled around 1,500 pounds of bananas. Uh, And we're basically just getting started. You know, currently we're picking up several boxes a week from these food vendors and our people are starting to hear about our initiative. Then we're really doubling our output. So some days it really depends. Like since we're only open on the weekends now, sometimes we have to buy more boxes than the uh, week prior. And sometimes we definitely sell out. Wow, that's really exciting. 1,500 pounds. That's amazing. Yeah, in six months. And do you have to go to different places to pick these up? Or is it all kind of one centralized location where you can go and get them? Alapata is this one particular place in Miami that has a big market for local fruit. And that's basically where we pick up our bananas every week. We try not to, you know, go uh, to local supermarkets because we obviously want to buy these bananas that would otherwise go to waste. So we basically just focus it on this specific place. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm curious, what do you see as some of the ways to solve the larger issues of food waste in the U.S.? You gave a couple of tips, but are there any other like philosophical changes that you think need to happen or political changes? Yeah. So I think there's really two important factors here, Wendy. One of them is in the supply chain and the other one is in the way that Americans perceive food. With supply chain, you know, we're looking at more than 1 billion metric tons of food wasted every year. 
which is about one third of the food we produce. So vegetables, fruits, dairy, and even meat need to be handled carefully so they avoid being perishable. And these need to be shielded from factors such as temperature and moisture extreme. You know, a more efficient supply chain will lower costs to consumers and reduce waste in the long run. And then the second important factor is Americans' perception of food. In a developed country like America, we have a problem of overbuying and then rejecting perfectly nutritious food that is cosmetically imperfect. When you go to places like Southeast Asia or Latin America, where I'm from, their grocery stores are filled with tons of blemished yet perfectly edible foods. It really wasn't until I moved to North America that I began to notice that every supermarket has had these perfectly looking aisles of fresh fruit and that people only buy the ones that are aesthetically perfect. So it's definitely kind of shifting that mindset of not just purchasing these foods that are just looking on the outside, but also really getting people to buy any food that is out there and available. That makes sense. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit with companies like Imperfect Foods really, you know, making a mark and coming online and seeing a lot of popularity. I think COVID also helped that a little bit too. Just it really, people became more aware of the supply chain. When you say a more efficient supply chain, does that mean like, growing local, people consuming things local, or are there any other ideas that you have for how that could be more efficient? Yeah, so I think definitely COVID has brought up the, you know, the concept of buying more local or supporting local and purchasing as much food as you can that do not, you know, it's not from places like, you know, the other side of the country. And so being really mindful of the where your food is coming from, and really just focusing on purchasing things from, you know, small farmers markets, I think is really important. You know, supply chain overall is something that's basically out of the customer's control in a big way. But I think that by us being able to make these small changes in our everyday habits, you know, will help really reduce this food waste. Wonderful. Yeah, I totally agree. And if I think farmers markets are a great place to start. And I think vertical farms have that potential too, and they become a little bit more efficient. So we'll see what the future holds. When did you start Peel Soft Serve? So Peel actually started in a farmer's market called Legion Park back in June 2019 on the weekends. We also were doing small events around that time. And it wasn't really until November 2019 where we started seeing the real potential with the business. So we purchased our trailer towards the end of that year. And then around January 20, 2020, we continued doing events until obviously the city shut down completely in March. So between March and July 20th, we had a hold on our business. And then I really decided to pull the trigger last July and practice social distance with our customers. But what's really great about our product is that it's basically a grab and go. You know, it's been very it's been going like really, really solid. We're very lucky to have partnered up with like, you know, some local businesses. And hopefully as this year continues and it's safer for everybody outdoors, then we'll have more community driven initiatives to share our product. That's great. And did COVID bring any unexpected upsides to your business? You know, it's it's interesting. People like to go, people, I guess, were missing that sense of collaboration or just kind of like top talking to people face to face. So we definitely have had a lot of people come into where we are and we would pop up every weekend. And, you know, just the kind of conversation flows about how, you know, our story began, what we do, what our purpose is. So I think that's definitely one of the upsides is that people just don't come and buy soft serve. People come and really hear the story and they just know what's like going behind the scenes of Peel soft serve. So there's a bit of a movement in Miami right now with food trucks and using otherwise unused spaces like parking lots and whatnot for food-specific industries. For example, Reef is setting up neighborhood ghost kitchens. Over here at Hallover Park, there's a food truck night on Tuesdays. How has this movement benefited your company here in South Florida? 
yeah, the idea to use underutilized spaces into neighborhood hubs is a great concept. That way people can really connect locally to services, which will subsequently reduce the supply chain. I'm also really aware of the food truck night happening over at Hullover, which is also a great initiative for the community. I think they've actually been doing this for a while. And it's really great to see, you know, food truck businesses are developing these great food concepts that would normally be only found in restaurants. I think another thing that COVID taught us is that people want to eat outside. So the quality of food from food trucks has completely increased over the years. And the idea that, you know, the pandemic took for people to be forced to eat outdoors has given a new light to food trucks. Yeah, I agree. It's really amazing to see the creativity that's been sparked. And I think food trucks are definitely a big part of that. Are there any other companies in Miami that you're collaborating with at the moment? Because we just started, we have had different companies come up to us for some sort of collaborations. We've definitely collaborated with a coffee company called Vice City Bean here in South Florida, where we infuse some of their cool brew into our soft serve. We've actually also, you know, teamed up with other companies, but not so much around the food waste sector. We're definitely looking forward to either really getting these partnerships going or obviously getting more in touch with other institutions such like as universities. Right on. Yeah, I'm wondering, have you all thought about partnering with somebody who could then compost like the banana peels that you all are using and like the other kind of food waste that's inedible, but I'm sure that inevitably happens? Yeah, of course. I mean, there are some really great programs here in Miami. There's one that we usually go to every week to compost. So we basically compost everything that we have in peel, everything from the bananas to the tips of the strawberries, the mango peels, also the pineapple peels. And we take them to Earth and Us, which is this really great collaborative space in Little River. We also compost sometimes with Garbage to Gold, which is another company that basically they take our compost and they educate people who live in apartment buildings basically to compost themselves. So we definitely team up with as many people as we can in order to bring our compost. Oh, that's really cool. I have to check out those two companies. Yeah. Where in Miami can we find Peel Soft Serve? Peel currently operates out of a trailer on the weekends only at the moment. We pop up at a 1614 Northeast court on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's basically in front of a gym called Elevation Fitness, which have been great to us since this whole COVID pandemic started. And we also have smaller events with our Apiaggio, which is this really cool 1988 Italian scooter that we basically recreated the back to serve as a food truck. But the best bet is to definitely check out our site, www.peelsaucer.com slash locations to find out where we are. Oh, great. And are you on Instagram and the other social media spots too? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is definitely our, our biggest handle where it's basically where we pop up every, you know, every initiative that we're doing or any new collab or any new flavor that we're bringing out. What is your favorite flavor that you all make? Oh, that's tough. You know, our regular Onana is probably uh, a crowd favorite. Just it's, it's so good just having the regular banana with coconut blend. What we just recently last week came out with passion fruit. So we used, we used passion fruit pulp into our banana mix and it was an amazing flavor. You know, I'm from South America, so I grew up eating really exotic fruits and yeah, it's just a refreshing tart, you know, nutrient rich, basically base that you add with any of the toppings that you want. So that was one of my favorites. Ooh, I love passion fruits. That sounds incredible. I know, me too. Very cool. And what does the future hold for Peel Soft Serve? 
Yeah, so we definitely see um, a big opportunity in universities and the partnerships that we can have with them around education and food waste. We'd love to work with local universities here in Miami, such as like University of Miami or Florida International University. Gen Z actually is our current biggest consumer. And as you may know, they're driven towards sustainability and companies who have a cause. You know, they really want to nourish their bodies with healthy foods and they want to help the environment by eating a lot of vegan options. So we're definitely looking forward to opening up a brick and mortar in the future and continue the work around food waste, all while serving really delicious, healthy and nutrient rich uh, bowls. That sounds great and super delicious too. There's a lot of initiatives around sustainability in South Florida. Are you working with or collaborating on or in touch with other folks that are doing this? Yes. So I was uh, as I was saying earlier, Gen Z is currently our biggest consumer for Peel. And so we've gotten a lot of requests for students at different universities to have us be present in uh, upcoming months such as Earth Day. Cool. And if someone wants to reach out to you that's listening to this podcast, what's the best way to do it? The best way to reach out to us is definitely through email. That's hello at plsoftserve.com. Great. I'm so glad that I got to chat with you today about all the cool things that you're doing and sustainable work and the vision that you have too around reducing food waste. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and I hope all of the listeners enjoyed it. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. Bye.